Hello everyone. Welcome to Art Town podcast series or ATPS as we like to call it. Every week on Friday we feature art and design professionals who take us through their journey in this fascinating world of art. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Spotify and with that let's continue with the show and dive deep into the ocean of art. Today we have with us a professor who all the design students will want in their life. His name is Anand Dutta. He is a graduate of National Institute of Design and is currently serving as Dean of Academics at Indian School of Design and Innovation. In his profound career of more than 3 decades, he has explored in and out of the field of design. So let's dive into our engaging conversation which will take you to the depths of art. that had not mapped ever before hello anandu datta sir it's our pleasure to have you today before we dive into our conversation related to art and design i just want to ask you how are you and how has lockdown treated you thank you for having me pratyansh and your team um, i'm very happy to be here uh sharing some thoughts with you i hope it makes sense um as far as the lockdown is concerned i think um we've been okay i think i've been okay um for two three reasons you know one reason is that i think uh, um firstly uh, this whole business of work from home is uh, is not new to us designers uh, because you know we started this whole idea of small office home office um so when i started my life um i do, i used to do a lot of work from home so it's something that we were used to all along um so you know that's how everything starts every enterprise starts so we start at home and then in years to come it just becomes one three story office building and you're doing everything with a whole bunch of people you know um so it becomes like that but largely you know we we were quite used to working from home so it just continues uh like that in terms of um, um health all is well uh, so, so far so good and um, yeah the times are not so good so yeah so this is the best option we have and uh, yeah yeah okay uh, i'm glad that you are doing well and i hope that you and your family are safe wherever you are yes, so um like speaking about your uh, designing field how did you yeah so how did you uh, get into the design field uh, for the first time and uh, considering that the time when you joined the field that time this career wasn't a very common field right it wasn't a very common field so how did you come across the design field for the first time Okay, thank you for this question. It's a it's a slightly complicated one because it has a backstory. So, and the backstory, I'll try and keep it brief. So, um, the backstory is that um, uh, I grew up in a family uh, where uh, there were a lot of creative people. Um, my father used to write for movies in Bollywood. Uh, he used to write a lot of very very good films in the sixties and seventies. um and the 80s 
so you know i was surrounded by people who were part of the industry so there were other uh, you know directors who would walk into the house there would be lyricists uh, there would be poets uh, writers designers there were people like um, say bansi chandra gupta who was uh, an art director and several other people like him who would be around and we would be looking at a whole lot of drawings and a uh, whole lot of ways in expressing uh, environments um so there were a, there was a rich conversation on on how uh, a certain project is um, conceived uh, then understood then built on and then executed so that was really happening at home all the time so which was which was so many great fun and not that i was read to all the conversations or participated in it but i i would listen you you kind of soak it all in but in contrast to what was happening at home i was studying and uh, in in mumbai and i was also playing cricket um and playing cricket and uh, and i was also um studying uh, microbiology i started to be a microbiologist uh, so let's say so i have this unique combination of studying zoology with maths and statistics and uh, it's very exciting because i i like those subjects i was good at some point i found um, that it was not going anywhere and i was getting a little disillusioned with what i was uh, studying because there was no learning in um at which point um um I met, happened to meet with uh, Darshak Patel, who used to be part of MID, and um, and he kind of uh, had this long conversation one evening on a social evening, um, mm-hmm. and um, and he talked about a whole lot of things that he was doing at MID, and that got me very excited. I, I found that that kind of resonated with what I wanted to do. Um, um generally what happens is everybody expects that you know expected rather that you know i would join the the industry but uh, i didn't and uh, i kind of gravitated towards um doing design and uh, that's how nid happened and and um, if you go to nid and i i hope you have been it's a it's a very exciting uh experience to just be there the first time and walk in there it's it's a, it's a new town mm-hmm. building and it's it's got this amazing uh, architectural format and uh, and these and these spaces are just so enticing and you see all this wonderful wonderful work that everyone's doing so yeah and and once you get to an id um it just sucks you in and the walls feel you apart from the faculty so mm-hmm. so it was it was great fun so so therefore design happened uh, and i took to it um, fairly comfortably i think uh, a lot of the a lot of my early years and my learnings from all, all the people who i sort of encountered um were playing themselves out in in multiple ways in the in the work that i was doing in the way that i was uh, ideating and the way that i was delivering my projects All of that kind of, in some sense, became uh, the beginning of 
so it's pretty interesting to know how our surroundings you know uh, influence the decision my earliest memories uh, were of of an artist who was uh, internationally famous artist called chitta prasad who used to live here in hungary and he used to go visiting and uh, i was maybe just about two feet tall at that time you know i was it was between the ages of say two and a half to six and uh, he was this amazing guy who used to uh, be involved in art and he was a lithographer he was a cartoonist he was a painter uh, very well known uh, very accomplished he also used to make puppets and, and, and all all kinds of things so um, so even memories of 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 that time actually begins to um, sort of keep some residue back for you to chew on Yeah, all all along the way, there there are these influences which which uh, you know, are rich, so rich that you know you die from them. Yeah. So you have been in the same industry of design for like three decades now. So what uh, changes have you seen in these thirty years in the design field, and what changes have you observed in the approach of a designer over these years? You know, interestingly, Pratyansha, um, this what I have been in actually is not the same industry. You know, I'll tell you why. Because when I graduated as a as a graphic designer, um, mm-hmm. I would I would have actually assumed that I would be doing graphic design for the rest of my life. So uh, I'll tell you how interesting it gets. So when I started out in life, I um, I used to work with newspapers and magazines, which was a very different kind of a design activity, right? You know, the way in which you would design a structure uh, or a grid, and the way in which you would you, you would work with news every every evening, um, while it followed one language, it would. Be dynamic and it could change organically depending the on the content. So, so it 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 should the design should have the flexibility of being interpreted by a reader uh, and and seen uh, in a way that the gravity of the news is looked at at the different levels with the different layers. Right. So, so it's a it's an interesting kind of design form. From there, uh, you know, one moved to doing all kinds of other things. So, as a broad trajectory, if you want to see um, the projects that I did after that, were say um, traveling exhibitions for festivals. I'm just giving you some net net box. Now that is a completely different kind of graphic design exercise because you know you're looking at um, how uh, images and content. um can actually merge together um to create a, a certain kind of experience that you have really decided so so those were different kinds of exhibitions now obviously when you get into exhibitions the canvas becomes very different right from from a publishing world um if the canvas is very large um from there i moved to um 
doing a lot of work for Doodarshan, which on television graphics and documentaries and so on. Again, then the format changed. So in those days, there were very few um, other televisions in India, and there was, there was just one, two channels, actually. So everything that one actually shot or created in color would also have to be checked in black and white. So, you know, I would I would actually have to do a lot of lot of calibration so that um, one would be able to uh, the viewer would be able to enjoy the same uh, information in black and white as well. Um, so that was television. Mm -hmm. Then there was a short stint with advertising. Now advertising is a different kind of beast, right? You know, you're working with people who have different aspirations, and you're talking to. Uh, to customers who can be um, extremely wide-ranging and they would be... Uh, so you, you don't have technically a target group, uh, although one talks about TG and TA all the time, but it's it's kind of open consumption in some sense. So it it's, it's, a, it's a different way in which you actually organize your information and organize uh, it in a way that it become, becomes a campaign. And uh, you're then looking at not just one canvas, but you're looking at, at it across all kinds of media. So mm -hmm. that begins to become an even more exciting exercise because the one story that you that you've conceived of has to, has to be implemented in in different ways uh, across different um, platforms, let's say, you know, uh, or media options. Um, so then advertising happened. Then, of course, one, you know, in, in those early days, one sort of decided that if all is going the way it is, we should start um, a private limited studio. Uh, so, so we had a private limited design company in, in, in what, 1990, 1991. Um, um, probably one of the first, if not the first. But anyway, um, so, you know, what happens then is then you're organized as, as an outfit, as a studio. And you're looking at uh, delivering a whole lot of uh, projects for different kinds of clients. Now here, um, again, like you said, you know, in the same business, you're not technically right. You know, you're doing a, a variety of things. It would it could mean it could mean um, designing of products, designing of services, um, designing of of signage systems. Um, so a variety of things came to us. And uh, I, I, I love that variety. You know? um, reason being that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're um, dealing with variety, you're dealing with excitement. And every project brings a new kind of uh, um, enthusiasm and a different kind of approach uh, in some ways. So, so that makes it fun. Um, and once you get into the, the business of business, um, what also happens is that, you know, you, you, you begin to then look at improving your business, uh, widening your scope um, and all of that. So that begins to become also a, a player of making of your decisions as, as a design uh, company. You know? mm -hmm. um, of how do you, how do you also, um, widen horizons in some ways. So while we were in the late 90s, things also began to change, right? You know, the, the earlier computers that we had were beginning to become a 
little more exciting to work with. They were beginning to become a little more nimble and they were beginning to handle uh, a, a more complex set of visualization. So, so that became um, also a, a, a transition point for I think a lot of us designers when, when, uh, uh, when the internet came you know, and the uh, internet was allowing us to do a lot of sharing of work in a particular kind of manner which we had not seen before. Uh, and then therefore, of course, um, design of interfaces began. Uh, which was uh, another very exciting field for all of us. Um, we were dealing with uh, how uh, human beings would respond to, to you know, surfaces and devices. Uh, in those days, it was a web, but uh, we were also uh, looking at portals. We were also looking at the design of uh, uh, interfaces. For example, um, uh, there was a there was a project that I've done on currency trading in uh, which is which was a very complex interface of how people can trade um, trade actual currency from different parts of the of the world um, and so on so uh, what happened then eventually was that you know um, uh, in, in a lot of ways these kinds of varied uh, challenges that were thrown at us uh, at me uh, largely were were, were beginning to become um, uh, something that I would sort of wait for. And uh, we've always grown up with this thing, right? Ke, um, anything new that happens, uh, we would first say, Achha, dikhao, dikhao, ye kya karta hai? and then we would sort of get in, open it up and sort of try and, uh, um, try and figure out something which would be even more interesting and then uh, challenge the system and sort of build on it and have fun. So... That was also sort of one of the one of the interesting things in my life, that um, we would be looking for um, exciting things to do, even in very mundane projects. Um, <laughs> just to sort of sum it up, um, different um, projects uh, are kind of different uh, uh, agents require different agency, right? Different they they challenge your capabilities differently. So. While you can broadly sum it up as design, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was very insightful, and it clearly sees that you have worked for in the industry for a long time for so many companies. So, um, like, what made you inclined towards uh, teaching? And can you walk us through your journey from being a normal designer? to a team of academics in ISDI? Okay, so that is also a, a part of the way um, I think one is made. Um, you know, um, so uh, I'm going back to my father. And <laughs> so growing up, growing up with him was very interesting, right? So, you know, he, he wrote all, all this great stuff and made all these great movies, but at the end of it, he was not concerned whether he had credit whether he had money, whether he had, you know, he just enjoyed the the the, the task of doing it, the, the way of of creating something uh, uh, even more powerful than his first draft or his second draft or his fourth draft. So you know, the, the whole thing is the joy of of making things, um, and that um, in some ways kind of um, excited me, and I wanted to share that with with people. 
um, that was one. Um, the, so, so therefore, my makeup was always in this space of how does one enjoy something much more than uh, the gain that you can expect from it. So it was never about um, how I would profit, but how I could create value. You know, so um, so somewhere that I think was an attitude that sort of built itself in 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 me. So when I started teaching fairly early. Um, or mid-90s, let's say, I think. Uh, it was just a one-off thing I would go and teach and it was just something that uh, I would also do as, uh, you know, it was like more like social responsibility type of thing. Oh, um, okay. uh, but what happened over time was that I was looking at, um, 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 uh, I was enjoying it a little more um, in, in the later years. Um, Till such time as I almost quit, in the sense, uh, in, in 2009, I, I kind of stopped teaching because, you know, I was beginning to feel a lot more um, insular in some ways. I wanted to do a project of my own and I wanted to think about things in a certain reflective manner to see whether I'm doing whatever I'm doing uh, appropriately. And, 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 uh, and so that's a, that's a different kind of phase in which you sort of get very meditative and all, all of that um, to question yourself. So at that point in time, I kind of sort of paused for a bit. Um, but you know what, as designers, we are all sort of suckers for startups, right? Yeah. And uh, startups are always this, this great opportunity of creating something, um, something new and something yeah. untested. Um, and you have this whole range of possibilities uh, which you don't want to sort of depend on the, 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 the work that has been done before. Uh, and you want to sort of uh, look at the world um, with a fresh set of eyes. Uh, something like, hap like that happened when I met with uh, Siddharth uh, and uh, we were setting up ISD, uh, is School of Design Innovation in Bombay. And, and he said that, you know, why don't you come on board and see what we can do together? So I said, okay. So again, startup. And once you, you have a startup happening, then you start to experiment a lot. And uh, experimenting with, with learning, especially in the design space, is, is, is really exciting. I mean, in the sense that you can't teach the same thing in the same way every day, right? It's not history or geography. So every time you teach the same course, uh, uh, you learn a little more and you learn with the student. So the whole act of um, of teaching, let's say, is, is a participative way of learning. So, so it becomes even more fun. Um, so therefore, it sort of once, once started working uh, in the education space, of course, I was at the beginning, I was, uh, I was just... Uh, there for three days as an adjunct, um, but leading the uh, one of the design disciplines. Um, but eventually, it, you know, once you're um, uh, bitten by the bug, you kind of uh, are in it for for uh, for the long haul. So at some point, I was invited to sort of come on full time, and so that's where we are, and and it's all good. Yeah. It seems like the process of exploring your options introduced you to the teaching process and which actually ended up as something that interested you the most, right? So, 
um, something yeah. like that and something more than that see the thing is that for example um, if you were to teach somebody to make a make a film uh, you can give them the um, give them the process maybe a little bit give them the structure maybe a little bit give them the things that they are supposed to do a little but it's all little bit uh, largely a lot of the a lot of the passion to do it will come from the student so it's a little different right i mean um you uh, you as an you know as a designer you make the decisions you 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 are the one who's driving a certain decisions based on a certain logic right what as a teacher you're not you have to learn how to step back and help other people make choices so and then the project is not yours although you're sitting back and watching the fun and nudging the student to actually arrive at a possible solution which is um, the most appropriate or optimal but largely you are not in the forefront of things so you are kind of watching from the gallery as the student begins to flower and 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 begins to do their thing yeah. um so uh, so it's a, it's a little different uh, from being a designer uh, and uh, that's also the exciting part so which means that when 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 you work like that you begin to um uh, you begin to also in some sense experiment with a whole lot of things for example if you teach one course in a kind of way on um, in say 2020 and uh, to a batch of second year students and you um and you would then in 2021 want to reconfigure that same course slightly differently mm. um for two three reasons one is that you want to keep an element of surprise for the student because the student would have asked the seniors and say acha acha kya kiya tha batao batao and yeah and so a normal human tendency of trying to preempt everything so and then they would come into class and then find oh my god this is some, some something completely different although the the basic expectation from the student is the same so therefore how are you innovating in actually creating um um dexterity in the student to be able to perform the same thing um in different ways am i making sense yeah 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 so, completely ha huh. so that's the fun element so there is an element of surprise yeah. the second thing of doing things differently is that see you know if you don't if if a faculty does the same thing over and over again there is a sense of monotony uh, uh, that sets in right i mean fitty ho jata hai na you're doing the same thing with a so um so then the faculty begins to also try and have fun in his or her own way uh, which is that um, you know what if i was to figure out a way in which i would do the same thing uh, with uh, maybe similar results but actually approach it differently so it begins to become a little more exciting for the faculty and you know, faculty having fun means the students are bound to have fun that's for sure true true right? um so that's the second thing Uh, the third thing is that you know if you um, 
if you look at the world around us um and we know that it's it's not uh it's never going to be the same every year right it's going to keep changing um the industry is changing uh people are changing behaviors are changing right so um if we keep changing the course we can always have this option of tweaking it to make it more relevant to um to the profession itself that they're going out to uh, join right um, yeah. so we keep sort of adapting it slowly um, differently so on. so yeah okay like i always found i always wondered actually that the process of teaching must be like must be getting monotonous for the teachers but the way you explained it seems like no it's like a, a experiment in itself it's like a t- different kind of exploration in itself to make yeah. the same thing you know interesting for the students as well as for themselves so yeah, I, uh, it's interesting to know that yeah and designers are supposed to do that right you know yeah um and it's 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 supposed to be a, a profession like that and an industry like that so yeah so speaking about students over the years um you have uh, spent on teaching what are some good as well as bad qualities that you find in the design students of the new generation that are coming right now okay complex complex question okay <laughs> so you know i'm not a judgmental person you know per se i i i don't believe that there are good students or bad students i think that you know designers or design students are in the design classroom or studio because they want to learn about how to be a designer right and how to be a better design professional so i don't think anyone can be a bad student really i think uh, someone can be a disinterested student but not a bad student they've chosen to be in 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 this uh, in this classroom or the studio so it's their choice so that's why they're there now um you know everybody who is in that classroom may have some skill sets which are unique to them har ek mein kuch na kuch to hunar hoga na so everybody has some place in the sun, some something that makes them special makes all of us special right mm-hmm. so um so i think that uh, some students may not do very well in some courses but they might they might excel in some others um which is largely the way to uh, look at the whole um scenario of what's going on in people's minds at that age mm. um and uh, they would want to absorb information in a particular manner which is relevant to them and meaningful to them so um it obviously means that if they get inspired enough they will participate further and get excited by what is being proposed to them Let's remember that as students um the life itself is very interesting at that point right they've uh graduated from a school like environment um they've come out into a world which is uh, a lot more free so that sense of freedom is allowing them to do um a lot more things than they otherwise would not have been able to 
they've been uh, curtailed or or disciplined, so to speak, right? So apart from what is happening in the studio and the classroom and the learning, there's a lot more that's happening in their lives, right? Yeah. And we've all been there. Yeah. Um, so sometimes people um, absorb quickly. Sometimes people are focused. Sometimes people are not. Um, but I don't think that uh, you know st- students don't soak in information. I think they do, uh, even if it is at a at a very subliminal space. I think they they still continue to have um, an immense capacity to absorb um, at that time. So they do. Um, the thing is that when they start applying it, it could be maybe later on in life. So. you know what what you would learn at the age of 19 you might suddenly start to find it making sense at the age of 37 um mm. which is okay but that's how life is right okay so um like what do you think is industry expecting out of designers who are emerging right now and what is that thing which distinguishes a designer from the others um so the industry is expecting value simply right so if um or when i would hire people to work with me what would i expect i would expect that the person who would um who would join us would be able to earn his or her salary plus you know uh some bit for electricity water etc of the office and some degree for the profit so technically we are looking at uh, a sum which is three times the salary so you know in some sense you are looking for value right now if you are hiring a designer to make refrigerators then obviously you want to see profits from the work done by the designer mm-hmm. and if you are hiring a designer for service a uh, services sector or for for applications or for you know tech or whatever it is um yeah. the bottom lines are very important so what is the benefit that you can bring to um to the to the company to the organization mm-hmm. um both in terms of your intellectual ability um and uh, the inspiration that you bring to to the table when you do projects with your team and also uh, in some sense like i said you know revenue because that's that's the key right um the other uh, question other part of your question i think i'll answer a little differently see a designer um um in their own right every designer whatever they do you know um they create uh, they generate livelihoods they in some sense um em- create employment for other people so if i design an object or if i design uh, a service or if i design uh, a book even i know for certain that a lot of people down the line will participate in making this this uh, this object um come through to uh, fruition right so if 
if uh, a designer's role is just to design then it's one part but it's also that the overall impact of the designs designer's work um begins to become in some way creating opportunities for a whole lot of other people um which is also an interesting part of uh, of a designer's life um so that was a very different perspective because i have asked this questions to like uh, different people as well and uh, this was a very different perspective to that so thanks for giving that to us um one more thing is that being in a creative field uh, there are many a times when you do, when you don't know how to just change your approach sometimes and uh, you know just come up with newer ideas so uh, what do you think is the best way for designers to come up with new ideas and uh, from where do you personally find its inspiration for designing so you know what design per se is uh, or any profession per se um is is a way in which you 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 love waking up in the morning and doing something which is why you choose that profession right Mm-hmm. so for for me as a designer it's 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 a way of life you know it's it's not like profession like i i was talking about my father people like that it's yeah. it's that manufacturing defect right i mean for me design is 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 a is a practice it's automatic so um anything and everything i do uh, might have in some way some reference to some design design story that's working in my head so mm-hmm. um so you know if i can't inspire myself um then i would think that i'm in the wrong profession um that's one two is that you know uh, a lot of people have said in in my time what used to be the black book is today's <clears throat> behance or instagram or whatever it is uh, that we generally look at to appreciate other people's work so you know i can't look at other people's work to get inspired you know uh, i i'm not i'm talking personally mm-hmm. uh, i i look at other people's work to appreciate right i see i see value in it i see effort in it i see a skill in it and i i like that and i and i, and I write emails to say hey you you've done a great job and and wonderful work etc mm-hmm. but inspiration is everything has to come from within it is in the mind in the heart in the soul in the spirit whatever you call it but it has to come from within uh, i don't see it coming from anywhere else uh, along the way there will be many people who will who will um, who will probably in some sense um, discuss with you possibilities of doing new things and you and you say ha ha ye to acha hai and uh, you they they will give you uh, in some sense some motivation let's say uh, of of trying new uh, ways of looking at your work um mm-hmm. which in 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 today's world is is very easy but in my time when we were growing up uh, there were very few people who could actually um, give you some advice on what you were doing um mm-hmm. so so yeah so at a motivational level yes there could be uh, interesting support uh, important support that you can get from people but um, from the inspiration point of view um, you got to find it within yourself i think yeah uh, 
I just want to say the way you describe the designing field and the connect that is between you and the field. It's it's just beautiful, the way you describe it. So yeah, um, you have been in this industry for so long, and uh, you have seen the changes that have uh, occurred previously. So what are what are some changes that you expect to see in the world, uh, in the future? um in fact it's it's kind of getting there right so um when we grew when we grew up even the projects that we used to do um at nid um the interesting thing was that when you did a project you would um and and you were researching on a project you would work with a whole lot of different kinds of people who were not designers but who were resource people who would give you uh a broad sense of information okay mm-hmm. of what you were um, what you were expected to do so they would create the backdrop for you um, so design was is is never a siloed space where i am the center and i know everything and i'm the best mm-hmm. there are some people who think like that but you know it's never like that it can't be um and so in all the projects that i've done over these many many years is that i've found um i've found people who would give me the research well the information well and and the questions that i would ask of them and the questions that i would ask of myself before i designed them designed what i was supposed to um would be very sharp very critical very um direct um sometimes very cruel um and that is the way i think design lives so uh, over the years if you see um uh, it's now become common place to talk about collaboration and all of that mm-hmm. but it's always in some sense been that it's becoming more so now for example um you would definitely go to uh, a psychologist to get an understanding of human behavior to to help you build a product or a service you will go to a social scientist you will go to an ethnographer you will go to a, you know um, you know if you're working on something for healthcare you would have to deal with doctors um if you're working on something that has to do with architecture then you would have to speak to civil engineers and so on and so forth so there are multiple people in play you know in in the design space that you would always have to uh, connect with to understand what is required of you you know um which is a which is which is the best way for 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 the profession to become uh um more appropriate for the final user consumer right um the other uh, interesting aspect is that while we are now talking to a lot of people when we actually design it is also becoming clear that the these other professions and professionals are also beginning to understand that designers are creating value based on a certain piece of information so they are also getting design sensitive you know so i think this it's not only about aesthetics it's also about being sensitive to 
function, sensitive to uh, usability, sensitive to sustainable practices. You know, all of these things that we keep talking about in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a design studio uh, is also now being discussed in, in, uh, in, in boardrooms, in management uh, uh, conversations, in, uh, you know, uh, in every other sphere, in, in, in conferences. So I think uh, that is becoming more interesting. Um, um, the other probable factor which I see happening is that um, designers will be able to actually work with um, um, colleagues from all over the world. So, you know, you will be working on a project, you know, uh, which uh, in which your uh, colleague could be based in the US or in, in Europe or in the Far East. And you would be able to seamlessly uh, find a way to um, find outcomes. So um, some of the exhibitions that I used to do in the early 2000s, I, I, ha I had a relationship uh, like that. And I, I thought that was a wow, right? I mean, you know, you could actually, um, you know, discuss with designers and, and thinkers and writers and all of that from across different parts of the globe and uh, actually make it happen. And today it happens all the time. If you look at big studios, um, the Landors and the Fitches, and then they're all doing kind of the same thing, right? I mean, they're, they're actually creating these um, projects which are cross-continental, cross-disciplinary and so on. So I think more and more of that is likely to happen in the future. Yeah, true, true. So um, you have worked on a lot of projects over so many years, but is there still a dream that you have in mind, a dream project that you still want to work on? So, you know, I've, um, apart from being a designer, I've also done other things. Like I've also been an artist. I've also been, uh, you know, so various things. Like I've, I've, I've written yeah. stuff extensively. Uh, I'm not published too much. I've, you know, so um, yeah, so that would be an interesting thing also to pursue is stuff that you know I I've, I've done mm -hmm. and relying in sort of all over the house under the bed and on the cupboard and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know how you know can can I sort of begin to find a way to open them up and dust them and see what I did. Um, Apart from that, you know, maybe a dream project yeah. is, of course, it's been playing with me for a long time, um, at least the past 12 odd years. Um, um, I've been thinking of, you know, wanting to make a film. Um, you know, once you're bitten by the film bug and you've grown up here, it just begins to become very difficult to let go of. Uh, um, so this was, uh, I mean, I, I started out thinking of, 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 of a fiction feature film, which was... Um, which would be an opera. So, and I was trying to create an opera oh, with poetry. I mean, it's it's not something that you know you, you create opera with 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 songs and music and lyrics and all of that, right? So, yeah. but here I was thinking of an opera with 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 just poetry. So, you know, it would be a spoken opera, and um, it's something that you know I've kind of written and it's still lying registered and all of that. Several copies of it. And drafts mm -hmm. of it, but let's see someday. It's so interesting. That was very interesting, and I hope that uh, your dream of uh, 
making that spoken poetry uh, just gets fulfilled as soon as possible thing is that you know um, yeah when, when you're doing something like this and you're writing a, 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 an opera when you're writing something uh, which is you know when you're writing a script uh, you're visualizing everything mm-hmm. in your head right of what's going to play out and what's going to happen and how it's going to be lit and who's yeah. going to wear how would someone move from one point to the other etc so you know while you're imagining all of that um and you're writing uh, you sense this great space of illusion um yeah i think that's the bigger joy you know bana to acha nahi bana to bhi chalega yeah and that space is all to you all to yourself right so that is your person yeah so amazing amazing so uh, the conversation that we had was very insightful and i got to know some really different perspective to a uh, few things and i am very glad that you gave it to me uh, but after before uh, we end this conversation i just want to ask you if you have any kind of general advice to the budding artist or any uh, advice uh, in general for the listeners and audience um very briefly um yeah we should dream yeah sapne dekhna matlab bahut important hota hai you know i think if you, if you if you keep dreaming dreaming na things are so much better feel so good feel so fulfilling to be able to um imagine you know uh, we grew up with this you know in nid at some point we used to discuss uh, this this great edict uh, which is that uh, you know when you design it's not about what is uh, that you mm-hmm. are um dealing with it's about what if uh, that you're hoping to achieve you know aisa hota to kaisa hota what if that, you know we could we could make something like that possible so that's the that's the space that we grew up with and i think that kind of still holds with us right i mean you know uh, holds true to everything that we do if we can dream big um, and imagine Uh, on your world all the time it's great fun yeah amazing amazing so that's it from my side i really really had fun talking to you and the conversation took me to another world so yeah hope you liked our show you can give your valuable feedback and suggestion of speakers you would like us to host next by writing us on www.artdown.store stay tuned to our channel as we are going to come up with brand new episodes every week on friday don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook and spotify see you soon yeah.